0: Happy Saturday, everyone. My name is Jane Darnell, and welcome to my Jade Talk. But I did tell you guys in January that I was trying to do guest episodes once a month. So for this week's, or this month's guest episode, I have someone who is very near, dear, special to my heart. I have my older brother, Justice, here. Say hi, Justice. Hi. And um, the really cool thing about how I do the guest episodes is... I collaborate with the guests to kind of talk to them about what they want to talk about and it kind of worked out perfectly that justice wanted to talk about relationships today and we're still in love month so we're gonna dive into that is there anything you want to say before we get started
1: you know first I want to start off and say man I'm a big fan of the show right huge fan of the show Um, very excited to be a part of the show very excited to be here Um, obviously I'm a big fan of you as well, so uh, thank you. Very looking forward to our conversation, and uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so the really cool thing about justice, and I did tell him I was gonna say this, is that I feel like my brother has been in every kind of relationship possible. That's when great. I say that, I mean he—you've had a large experience with different type, dating different types of people, different dating different, you know, love languages, and personality types and all yeah. this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kinda of just wanna start off with talking about what is your experience with relationships?
1: Not good, not good. You've uh, you made it pretty clear, right? Five rings, you know, all those kind of things as you said about me, no. Um, I've had a lot of a lot of great um, experiences, I think, to make me well-rounded, especially being a young dad. Um, I think I'll be able to teach Xavier and uh, his siblings one day, uh, <laughs> all things to avoid, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had all kinds of relationships, even outside of romantic relationships. I mean, I've had good friendships, I've had bad friendships, um, I've had good work relationships, I've had bad work relationships, um, and of course, I've had you know good dating relationships, poor choices in dating relationships, and even uh, even in the good ones, I've made poor choices that may have have caused things to end prematurely or, or start when they never should have started. So, uh, I, I think a, a wide range of things that uh, could be discussed and could be looked at on all kinds of angles. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I think you could say that I've been well versed just because of my personality and being so outgoing that I've, I've, I've encountered a lot of different types of people and a lot of different types of, uh, bumps and hurdles in relationships.
0: And I have actually mentioned before on the podcast, I have talked about how my brother and I are almost direct, complete opposites in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And like this is why you're such a good person to talk to about this, because you truly have had so many interactions with so many different types of people and in so many different roles. You've been a friend, you've been a lover, you've been a boss, you've been an employee. And so like, it's really cool to see how you interact with people. And it's something that I have learned from from you, especially like when it comes to like your leadership style when it comes to, like, work relationships, I see a lot of potential for just, you just, you know a lot, and I think that's, it's really cool, and I love that we're having you on here to talk about this, because, like, I can't think of a better person to talk about the interpersonal relationships that somebody has with someone. I can sit here and talk to you guys all day about, you know, interpersonal relationships and your relationship with yourself, but... I mean, we live in a world full of people. You're going to interact with other people, it's true. so I think it's really cool to get that perspective. Let me ask you kind of a fun question.
1: Okay, let me hear it out.
0: What has been your out of the roles that you've played as a boss, an employee, a friend, and a lover? What is your favorite role to play? And I guess a dad now. Yeah, well, I, I feel like you're going to choose dad, but if we uh, took dad out yeah, of it. yeah, took dad, <laughs> dad. I
1: mean, you know, I do love being a dad. Uh, it's been an awesome uh, experience to be a dad. Um, I think friend, you know, I think friend is the easy answer. Um, You don't, there's not a lot of pressure in being a friend, right? You want to, you want to stay away from pressure. Uh, You know, that's the human nature. So being a friend is easy. You know, being a friend is, and I say easy when it comes to being a boss, there's a lot of tough decisions you have to make. Being an employee, you know, there's a lot of tough decisions made for you that you have to figure out how to comply with. Uh, And then of course, in in a, a romantic relationship, I mean, there's just so many different, pressures. You got to watch how you talk, how you walk, how you act. Um, and I know we're probably going to touch on what that looks like later on. Um, but there are a lot of things that I think can negatively impact those kind of relationships, but being a friend, uh, that's a choice, you know, it's a very, I mean, every relationship's a choice. Um, but uh, being a friend is a choice. And so, uh, if you make the right choice and being a friend, uh, it's easy, you know, there's, you know, if you can't hang out, you can't hang out. There's no, we might break up if we don't hang out, things like that. Um, You know, some of my best friends I only see once a week, maybe twice a month, and and that's still enough for us to never feel like we're missing a step in our relationship. So um, being a friend is probably my favorite, Um, definitely the easiest. Um, Again, that's just my personality, though. Every other personality is maybe easier to be a father, maybe easier to be a boss. But for me, it's definitely easier being a friend.
0: And I think, and I want to know if you agree with this, that um, maybe not so much... Well, I guess, yeah, in the workplace too. But having somewhat of a friendship building block in a lot of those relationships makes it better. If you are friends with the person that you are dating, it makes it better. If you can have a friendly attitude with your employees and your coworkers, it makes things a little bit easier. If you can, you know, obviously still be strict with your kid, but, you know, have fun, be be a friend when you when they need a friend. Like, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean... You know, there there's boundaries to every relationship Right, so <clears throat> Yes, it is important that the person you're dating your friends with and friendly with Yes, absolutely um, You know, I, I don't think any truly happy married couple Would say that they aren't best friends With the person they're married to um, When it comes to being a boss I, I think f- there are friend aspects that need to be there You need to know your people uh, You need to know what makes them tick You need to know what makes them click um, and How they respond to criticism How they respond to coachings um, that is crucial uh in those relationships but at the same time kind of like being a parent you know you have to have that boundary of i i love that i know you i love getting to know you but I, we're not i'm still your boss there's that that level of power that people abuse and then people don't use enough of so uh, those things are definitely crucial uh, in those relationships. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there definitely needs to be, I mean, nobody likes somebody who has no emotion, no empathy. Uh, that that obviously is the lack thereof of those human emotions. I mean, also hinder growth in, in those kind of relationships as well.
0: Get the negative stuff out of the way for a second. Yep. Um, what are signs of a toxic relationship and that is toxic in any sense any type of
1: relationship so yeah i mean that's a that's a good question i think it's a question that is often overlooked um the number one thing is compromise right if you have to compromise what you believe in what you stand for who you want to be who you're supposed to be that is the number one indicator of a toxic relationship um so often we find ourselves in situations where we want to be liked uh, or we want to be loved or we want to be Promoted or we want to fit in And we compromise those things that are uh, Integral to who we are As individuals Um, and because Of that you start ignoring Red flags you start uh, Making excuses for why you're doing those Things and before you know it you don't know who you're looking At in the mirror Uh, so that'd be definitely Number one when it comes to toxic relationships Now obviously there's You know physical signs of it I mean if somebody's Beating you um, you know That's obviously toxic Um, Somebody's lying to you toxic Um, but even outside of that, you know, asking for more, 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 uh, and not giving that's toxic. You may be, well, I'm a giving person. Well, that's great. But if you're not getting anything in return and that's more of course, in a romantic and a friendship, uh, you know, setting, then obviously you you need to, you know, take a heart check and see what's really going on there. Um, you know, and when it comes to work, you know, if they're asking you to do X, Y, Z, and you're paid for X, you know, there may be some toxicity there now. Everybody, like I said, they, you know, we want that recognition, we want that promotion. And yeah, it's nice to hear your boss say we couldn't do it without you, but they could and they would if they needed to. So um, you want to stay away from wearing yourself out, wearing yourself thin and, and not being able to uh, be who you are meant to be. And, and I think that's unfortunately in our generation, a, a lot of people um, put that to the side, put themselves to the side when it should be um, about them just as much and not in a selfish way. And of course, that makes you toxic, right? Um, but at the same time, if you, you know, for example, you say that you want to be, um uh, abstinent until marriage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice that just because somebody said, Oh, you love me then. And you don't love me if you're not having you know, sex with me. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's toxic, right? That's manipulation. And those things are, um, often missed, uh, based on what, who that person is in your life. And, and so we make a lot of excuses for people because we want those things and that's, it's great and it's nice to be loved. It's nice to be in those situations. But if your integrity and things like that are being put to the test, you're probably not in the right situation.
0: Have you ever had to check yourself? Because you made a really good point that, you know, obviously sometimes it's easier for us to be like, hey, like this person is doing this and it's making me feel this way. Have you personally ever had to check yourself and be like, hey, I'm doing this to this person. I'm being a toxic Figure in this person's life.
1: That is, <clears throat> that is a, a great question. I think you learn to do that as you mature. Um, I would I can say honestly and, and truthfully that that has not always been the case when it comes to me. Uh, I've always I've played the victim more times than not, um, just because it helps your ego, right? If you can be the victim, then people feel bad for you, and, and you get to manipulate that story. Of people who aren't involved. Um, but as I've gotten older, you know you have to look at it from both sides, because there are things and especially in breakups or in friendships fall apart that both parties have something to do with it. It's not necessarily, it's not always just one side. Now that I'm not saying that's not to, to be the case in other in relationships and situations. Um, but for me, yeah, you have to look and say, Hey, you know, I let this go on too long. Um, or, or I didn't set that boundary clear enough to now it's, it's going to be a tough conversation to have because I didn't say anything to begin with. Um, uh, if you're not doing those things, then, you know, that would be, um, Toxic on your end as well, you know, because if you're holding them in, you know, you blind somebody, somebody with news like that or, or, or situations like that. I mean, yeah, when those when those people they tell their people about what you're doing, guess what they're gonna say about you. So you have to be able to wear both shoes, wear both pants, and and really take a look and see where you're coming from. But that comes from a place of maturity and empathy that you have to get to. You don't you don't wake up with that, unfortunately.
0: And I think especially with that is you mentioned something how. When someone goes and tells their friends their side of the story, we do tend to paint ourselves to be the good guys, that it was this person's problem. And I think, because I've seen it in your life, where you have done everything you possibly could have done right. And, like, you're able to be like, okay, yeah, like, if you are, if, if I'm the bad guy in your story, you don't really have a lot to go off of. And I think it also kind of shows a sense of accountability and it's a way to check yourself throughout the duration of that relationship with that person. well and i
1: think the the thing that that people miss the thing that gets skipped over is is you have to and especially when it comes to romantic relationships you have to have a strong support system and what i mean by that is people that are not just going to yes girl or yes man you know you know you want somebody's gonna be like nah man you you also you messed up or, or you know you don't want somebody who's just gonna be like yeah man you yeah she's horrible or he's horrible because to have somebody who can put you in check helps you get to that point of where you can see before you have to even say the story out loud to hear it from them, um, and and oftentimes we don't surround ourselves with the right people like that to say, yeah, well, I think you you missed a step, you know, and and because of that, a lot of people do get to play the victim card and they don't learn from those mistakes and they go on to tear of people, uh, you know, four or five relationships a year where people are now reputations are ruined. Uh, you know, statuses are ruined because they didn't take the time to to learn that learn about themselves in those relationships. And, and if you're not taking time to learn about yourself uh, in those in any relationship that you're in, then you're obviously uh, going to be behind the eight ball.
0: I like how you mentioned a strong support system um, because I want to ask you: Have you ever, like, I, I know I had personally have a lot of friends who sometimes they will get into friendships. Or they will get into romantic relationships where that other person will try to take them away from their support system, from their friends, from their people. Um, and it kind of causes that person to withdraw within themselves and they don't have, you know, they feel like, hey, like maybe something is wrong, but like I now I have no one to talk to because this person took me away from, you know, my support system. And not like, not that your support system is not always going to be there, but like, you know, you're so infatuated with this person or you really want to be this person's friend so you kind of ditch everyone else you like don't listen to their opinions and you just are your whole world is enamored with this person how do you kind of combat withdrawing when you're like okay now i now i need my support system Now i've been dating this person for seven months now i've been friends with this person for three years and i'm noticing that i have no other friends i have no other support system i have Like, how how do you kind of come back
1: from that? So, yeah. So, I mean, there's two things that happen, right? And you kind of touched on it. You either choose to do it or it's done to you. Uh, And that's a huge manipulation factor for those uh, to kind of talk, again, about toxic relationships. There are those who are very good at making you feel like you can only rely on them um, to where... You bring your concerns and they know exactly how to turn it on the people who are giving you the the truth uh, or giving you a perspective that you're not seeing because of your infatuation with an individual. And this happens a lot in romantic relationships. It happens sometimes in the friendship relationships, but that's more of what you were touching on when it comes to choosing. You know, you have a new friend at school or, you know, a new friend at work and you see them every single day. So how can you not hang out with them? And if I stop hanging out with them, it's going to be awkward and blah, 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 blah. You know, those things happen. That's more of a choice. Um, Obviously, with young kids, with teenagers, that, I mean, yes, you lose your support system because everybody's like, you know, I hate this individual now, you know, because we're kids, you know, we don't understand, um, you know, those kind of emotions and what really happens there. Not to say that there aren't, you know, teenagers who can't be emotionally mature enough to handle that. But regardless, when it comes to romantic relationships and even sometimes work relationships, it, it does make it very simple to isolate you. Um, you know, you want to spend all your time with this individual, you know, because you're getting attention from them or they're saying the sweet things to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, they test the waters, they do something kind of jerky and you're like, well, I didn't like that. But then like, you know, you tell your mom or you tell your brother and they have an opinion and now you well, I don't like that either. Cause this, this person, it feels like the person for me. So now you're going back and forth with your own emotions. And that person seems to be there for those, you know, those nights where you don't talk to anybody else, but that person, uh and then before you know it you are seven months into a relationship and your mom doesn't know who you are anymore your your you know your friends don't know who you are anymore and just this individual does and now you he you've become his or her puppet uh for lack of a better term and and so to come back from it you have to take a look in the mirror and realize you don't know who you're looking at in the mirror um and when that happens that's when you can start making amends with those who who are, who are there and like i said for a support system they should be there regardless uh, i have a friend who watched me go through probably the the toughest two years of my life from the sidelines uh and not until i was ready to come back and then by that point you know he said well, i've been waiting for you um and and at that point you know that's where your support system comes back you get back on your own feet you can stand tall and, and make the right call whether that be to have the tough conversations or even to leave the the situation and relationship altogether. not saying it's easy there's obviously Uh, relationships like that that leaving is dangerous um, and not as easy as it as it is for other relationships but nonetheless if you have the people behind you that can keep you standing upright you know that's always the the goal when you're when you're dealing with stuff like this
0: all right that was all really good kind of let's leave the toxic behind and let's kind of talk about you know the exciting parts of relationships the the fun parts what are things you think people should look for in a partner or a friend
1: um, you know, first, obviously, chemistry is important, right? Uh, you know, they always say, excuse me, they always say opposites attract. You know, that's not, that's not always the case. The The real phrase is, "Birds of a feather, excuse me, flock together. So, what we need to be focusing on in those scenarios and those situations is what interests do we have in common? For you and me, you know, excuse me, we come from a pastor's kid, we come from church, Right? So it is tough in situations. Situations you watched me go through them. Yeah, I have the hiccups. That's what I get for eating <laughs> spicy food. But you and I have been in situations where you see me in situations where I'm around people who don't believe in God. And the the problem with that is, is that we don't have the same beliefs. So what I think is, excuse me, is wrong. They don't think is wrong. So that obviously causes rifts in the relationship. Um, when it comes to romantic relationships. It is tough because looking for somebody that you, excuse me, you can build with now at this point, right? We are old enough to start thinking about long-term relationships. This isn't high school. This isn't middle school. This is real life. So it's about where are their career goals? Where do they want to, be, excuse me, be in 10 years? It's almost like a job interview sometimes, you know, where do you want to be in 10 years? You know, what are your goals? What do you want to be? Um, and those, those, excuse me, oh my goodness, those, <laughs> those conversations are the tougher ones to have because- you know, you may really like somebody. He may be really, he or she may be very cute. You know, you guys may have a, a click, but they want to move to Alaska. You don't like the cold. <laughs> you know, not to say that there aren't sacrifices that can be made. You know, something that simple is a little different than, you know, doing drugs and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you're not on the same page with that person, is it really a relationship you should be getting into? If they're looking to become a Peace Corps member and you're looking to be, uh, you know, CEO of a company those two things not the same worlds um and i i think that is and again interests are important you guys should be into the same things or at least relatively the same things everybody's gonna have different tastes and things but you know those things are are the most important parts of looking excuse me for in a romantic relationship is interests and goals Uh, if you guys can't align on those and unfortunately you guys shouldn't be together
0: um, first of all, I'd like to say, I really appreciate you, uh, fighting through the hiccups yeah. right now. <laughs> um, but I, that's all very true and that's all very good. Um, I think also that if you are with someone or you're friends with someone who might not have exactly the same interest as you, but they can take an interest to your interest and at least, you know, try to participate. Like you're like a big football fan. So, you know, if you have a girlfriend who hates sports, but she's, Willing to, you know, sit through half the game with you and, you know, watch it and try to figure out, you know, what's going on. I think sometimes that also helps out with that if they can take an interest in your interest.
1: Yeah, Um, I agree 100%. Yeah,
0: and then because I kind of want to talk about character traits. So moving from what to look for. How do you be a good person? And I kind of broke this into, like, the different relationships that you have in your life. So I said friend, romantic relationships. And for this, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, like, what are the kind of traits that you have in, like, a a work setting? Like, what are, like, like, what are things that, as, as individuals, should we be looking for in ourselves with the interpersonal relationships that we have? You
1: gotta have empathy. I mean, that's the biggest, the biggest one. You have to you but you also have to understand your own emotions so yeah it's impor- important to have empathy for other people but you need to have you know empathy for yourself you need to know why you think the way you think because you can communicate communicate that to somebody whether it be a boss or a co-worker um it's easier for them to understand you excuse me if they're taking the time to understand you and it's also for you to understand you know them and, and i think communication is key especially in the professional world if i for every employee that I've ever been in charge of, um, or any cohort I've ever had, if I don't understand what makes them upset, what they're okay with, what they're not okay with, I can't be effective at my job. You know, for example, because of the different ways we were even raised, you know, I can take somebody getting forceful with me or getting, you know, verbally kind of, excuse me, uh, aggressive at times, you know, like a football coach would or a basketball coach would, uh, because that's, I mean, mom and dad, that's how they, that's how they did it to me. You know, but on the other hand of that, you don't take that. Yeah. You don't like taking that, and and you don't have a poker face to take it either. You either cry because you're so angry, or you just lash back. Which is, again, that's just you. I'm not. That's not a negative or a positive. What I'm saying is, is because of that. But I have to understand that just because I can take that doesn't mean one of my employees. If I look at, the, I look at them and give them that same kind of coaching that I would be able to take, I'd lost somebody because now they're not. They're they are not they they do not think I understand them. So it's important to. Empathy is the biggest thing in communication. is right, right, right there with one A, one B, uh, in in making sure that your interpersonal relationships are healthy and taken care of the right way. And I, I think it's something that's heavily overlooked, especially in the professional world.
0: And that is super important. It, everyone that you come across is going to have a different experience in life, and they're going to have a different personality and a different, you know, way that they react to things. And that's why it's important to get to take the time to know the people that you are around. You're not going to be able to know everybody in the world and you're not going to be able to know, you know, if I say something to a stranger on the street, like it was that wrong of me to say, or are they going to take it the wrong way? Like you, you're not going to get to know everyone, but the people who you surround yourself with a lot, um, that's important to know. And then also because you are a dad, mm-hmm. I want to ask how, how do you create someone who can be a productive member in their relationships, in their interpersonal relationships. It's
1: it's all about how you uh, raise them and how you talk to them. You know, I'm not... I'm very much against, like, the baby talk. The uchi-guchi, wowie wowie. You know, I very much want the, the English because you want your kid to be able to communicate. But you also want to let them know that it's okay to feel emotion, you know, especially raising a little boy. I don't want him, you know, necessarily to be what the world would call soft, um, but I also don't want him to be so manly, man, that he can't talk to a girl or talk to another individual, you know, with that uh, intent of, of having care. You know, you want to be able to... But you also have to set accountability and consequence. There is a there is a mm-hmm. consequence for sticking your tongue out at me because you don't like what I'm saying. There is a consequence for not going to bed. There is a consequence for, as he gets older, not doing your chores. There's a consequence for not doing your homework. Because the problem is, is a lot of people... People nowadays are raising their kids with no consequence, so when they get into the world where we're all we do is consequence, they're not to say like you, but they don't take that. What do you mean I'm in trouble? What do you mean I'm getting of that? Oh, I don't care. Just right. get another job.
0: Get another
1: job. Oh, I don't care. That. I'll just go get rent somewhere else. Oh, I don't <laughs> care. I'll, you know, and so the the way to effectively raise that is to communicate emotion, but also communicate consequence because. Consequence is what makes the world go round. Everything has, you know, a consequence, whether it be good or bad. And and so to, to raise a young man or a young woman in the way of a success is to let them, you know, teach them that. You know, we we got whooped. We got grounded. We got, excuse me, we got an allowance. We, we didn't get an allowance. We got in trouble. We didn't do our chores. We would have, I mean, at some point it became dishes were a weak thing instead of just an, every other night thing for us because we didn't do them. So... You know there are consequences, and, and that for you and I made us very, very hard working and understood that it's earned, not given, which is unfortunately not the motto nowadays. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, to kind of sum that up, obviously, there are different types of relationships, but some of the things that we talked about is we talked about um, chemistry between you and the other person, shared interests and beliefs with you and the other person, empathy for others and yourself, understanding yourself, and communication. Communication is so, so important. I do have one more big question Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, that's great. So my last big umbrella question for you is, you know, we've talked about toxic relationships, we've talked about um, the characteristics of good relationships. How do you continue a healthy relationship? With
1: anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's having integrity, it's having communication, and and it's just being true to you. You know, it's very easy for us to get complacent in a healthy relationship. You know, it works in the beginning. You know, uh, my dad has always told me, what you do to keep, what you do to get her, you got to do to keep her. And so often in, in healthy relationships, you know, it is healthy, but it gets stagnant because... You know, either we expect it or we stop expecting it, depending on the situation. So for me personally, the the number one way uh, anybody can continue a healthy relationship is continue doing what you're doing. Be honest. Be open. Be transparent. Be um, Have those boundaries set. Follow those boundaries. And just don't compromise. There's no reason to compromise who you are and what your integrity is for anybody. Whether it be a job. Whether it be uh, a friendship. A friendship, a romantic relationship, a parent, you know, as a parent and young adult, parent and adult, um, spouse, you know, any of those, even brother and sister, brother and brother, sibling relationships. It, you need to be who you are, uh, and, and the fakeness only leads to destruction, um, and that leads to destruction in your personal life, in your professional life, in your individual life, even outside of the relationship. Um, so be consistent. And be honest. Uh, and I think that's the easiest way to do to do those things.
0: I love that. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so the thing, the big, excuse me, the big thing about relationships, right? And, and this is something that I I see so often, just from my experiences, me as me, talking about me, and then of course people that I care about, people that are around me. We get really caught up in the idea of a relationship. We get really caught up in the attention that a relationship gives us. Uh, I'm really talking about romantic relationships right now. We get so caught up that we don't even notice that we are changing things about ourselves and things about how we handle those things. And I think, you know, to bring, I guess, the PB&J talk in me out, we need to have discernment about those things. Not every... And every time somebody who cares about you, and and you know who cares about you, you know who doesn't care about you. Anytime somebody who cares about you has concerns, has things that they're worried about, it is important to heed those warning signs because oftentimes we get tunnel vision. You know, we're so focused on the future, the future that we could have or, or the things that are, are cool, um, whether it be your first time, whether it be your 10th time, we get so focused on what could be that we miss on what is, and that is huge hugely important in how a relationship really goes you want a healthy relationship you have to be able to look at it from all angles the good the bad the ugly right and we cannot continue to allow ourselves and i'm really speaking to our generation our generation we cannot continue to allow ourselves to be so caught up in well i've been single for such and such you know a time and i've been in so many bad relationships you know i just can't do it anymore you need to look in, look within yourself but talk to those people who you know really care about you Right. Especially if those people around you have had experience have had their ups and downs, because just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it's always good when you start reading the book. So that's probably my last my last two cents uh, about it when it comes to romantic relationships. But overall, just be you. The only way that you're ever going to have healthy relationships is by being who you are and having uh, the foundation of that be where you go and how you how you walk.
0: I loved that. Thank you so much for coming and talking with me today. Big
1: fan of the show. Big fan of
0: the show. I I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for coming to my Jay Talk. Um, Like I said, we're doing guest episodes once a month, so who knows? We might have Justice back. Um, He did mention PB&J, and I did mention this at the end of my dad's episode, which that is called Building Responsibility, and that is available to listen to on Spotify or Anchor if you want to listen to it. Um, But PB&J is my dad and my brother's podcast where they talk all things religion and Jesus and questions that come from Christianity. They talk about it all in the cute little bite-sized 30-minute lunch break time frame. Um, They have new episodes every single Friday at noon. And it's PB&J, food for thought. And it is available on Spotify and Anchor. So, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.
1: Deuces.